Welcome to the Sacred Feminine Power Podcast, where we explore the many facets of feminine power and why it is so important for women and for men to step into this power in our world at this time. This is Emmy from Feminine Revered, and my magical guest for today is Amanda Noor. Amanda is a certified moonologer, healer, and intuitive. Her mission is to connect with and guide others on how to work with the moon for healing and divine connection. She loves working with herbs, oils, crystals, and offering card readings that combine a unique blend of intuition and coaching to help her clients unlock, integrate, and embody the divine guidance they receive. Amanda has lived on a dairy farm for over 25 years with her husband, has raised two children, and is the proud grandmother of two. In her spare time, she's a volunteer EMT and firefighter, licensed EMS and certified CPR instructor. Amanda, I might have to ask you to to mention what those um, abbreviations stand for in a moment. Oh, but oh, welcome, absolutely. welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. It's lovely um, to have you with us. Yeah. So the EMT and EMS is emergency medicine. Mm-hmm. So you know, that's showing up and rendering the initial care and getting people in the ambulance and, and off to the hospital for all sorts of different circumstances, whether it's a a, a trauma, like a, an accident or, or medical issues. So mm, beautiful. Thank you so much for clarifying that. And really happy to have you on the podcast and excited to be delving into our themes for today. Now, since my podcast is called Sacred Feminine Power, I love to start by asking my guests, what does Sacred Feminine Power mean to you personally? Oh, um, that's still, that's still a thing I'm, I'm learning, um, every day, but for me personally right now, the sacred feminine power is as for me as, as being a woman is, is feeling my own power and that the power comes. Um, I've spent pretty much all of my life other than the last few years in very patriarchal systems where men are the ones with all the authority And so sacred feminine power is taking my own authority back and my own autonomy and being in charge of my, and being in charge of my life and and being in charge of me. Mm, Beautiful. I love, especially the idea of taking your own autonomy back. And I have an inkling that uh, this is what we might be diving deeper in just a moment. (laughs) (laughs) And I would love to hear from you, Amanda, if, if you could please share for us a challenge that you have faced on your path that's really helped you to understand and activate this power within you. Yeah. Um, you said it's all, it all just seems new. And then sometimes like, like you said in the intro, right, I'm, I'm a grandmother to two. And so I also feel like I'm late to the game, but yet there's no timetable right we we get here when we get here Mm. and um I remember at one point in my life I was just like you know I could probably list about 20 to 21 men who have more authority and control over my life than I do Mm. 
with my, with the religion that I was raised in and, um, and even just in, in my life, um, like we live, I live on a family farm. Um, you know, it's my husband's family. And so it's a generational thing that goes back. And so I don't, you know, have a lot of say over, our, you know, my life, like the, the livelihood and, and how we live. Um, it's just, it, it is what it is, but, um, I, I hit a point, let's see, it's probably been about six years ago, um, where doing all the things that I was told is where you get, where you, you learn that that's how you're happy, right? Like you, you follow the prescription, and you do all the things, you know, you go to church every day, you raise your kids this certain way, you dress this way, like all those things. And that's how you be happy. And I had already had a 20 year struggle with depression. And it was about six years ago, I, I, I just hit the point that death felt a lot better the idea of being dead and not existing felt better than living Mm. um it was really it was hard and to not feel understood in my own like family system and support system I mean I you know I had friends and stuff and they knew the struggle but you know how to, you know, sometimes how to help people when they can't move on or, or get past that point. Um, I don't, rem- I don't know. I mentioned things to a few people, but I mean, at that point, I mean, I was, it, my daughter was a senior in high school, so she would have been about 17 and she was my last one at home. And, um, and really if I could have, made sure she didn't find my body, I would have done it. Hmm. The only thing for me was just like, I, even though I felt like she would be better living without me, I, I didn't need her to have that image in her head for the rest of her life. You know what I mean? Hmm. And so I, but I also talked. So somehow, you know, things got back to, my religious leader at the time and that was like oh like no we need to help we need to help her and so they offered help and counseling and and all that and and I did that for two years um I mean I've really been in counseling and 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 getting a lot and I'm a very big advocate for mental health and, and getting help so and I've been you know doing counseling and things for the last like six years um, but at that point, within and two years had gone by and different things had happened, like, hey, hey we're going to help you. And being on a farm income sometimes isn't wonderful. And so, like, that helped financially. And then it was just like, and then there was just no help, but no, oh, we're not helping anymore. And so then there was like a bill that was large, like, so then how do we pay this off and how do we? And at one point I, I was like, 
And so after two years, I've been in enough therapy to kind of know that I had my own worth, right? And and learning things. And um, I just, and I was told though that helping me was a burden and that I just needed to go home and get over my stuff mm-hmm. and just deal and get over it. And I'm like, at that point I wasn't suicidal, but it just didn't sit right with me. You know, I was like, um, you don't tell somebody who just come from where I came from. Oh, you just need more prayer and, you know, more, more, more giving up, more giving up yourself, giving more service. You just need more prayer and more Jesus in your life because you're exhausting when I hadn't even probably talked to this person in that t- time frame, Right. Mm. And I just, I just, I don't know. I just think I had that moment where I'm sitting in this office and I was like, Oh, Oh, okay. And I just went home and I was like, well, <laughs> that was interesting. And, and I'm like, I'm still getting, you know, professional help. So I wasn't so much concerned about my safety or that, you know, oh, I was going to like spiral back. But I just remember going, got it. I am not loved here in this space, right? Unless I am a part, like a cog in the wheel. And unless I'm there giving my time and my money and my, you know, whatever i'm not really loved as an individual here in this space and i thought oh interesting because you know i did never think that before Mm. and and i was like that's cool like yeah i can do that on my own i don't you know like i don't need this group of people at this point to validate me and to love me and so but the um the religion itself is really like high demand, right? It, it requires weekly attendance, weekday, all sorts of things. I think I've heard the term since it's called high demand religion. Mm. And so even though I'm like, oh, yes, I can have a relationship with my God myself. I don't need this organization. I was like, I had still made religious promises and things. And so I was like, I got this. I will go and tend this one meeting once a month, but I won't stay for the others. And I will still, you know, keep my commitments and promises and all these things. And I did that for about six months, um, you know, because we learn it's a it's a Christian religion. So, you know, it's male deities. And it's like, I have a heavenly father and a savior. And I was like, got it. I can do my relationship. But then after about six months, I just went, my, we're taught we have a female deity. Like we're taught we have a female God. We're, we're taught she exists, that God has a, has a wife and we have this heavenly mother. And I was like, where is she? Hmm. And, and, and I just went, my whole life, again, it goes back to where around 21 men have more say in what I do in my life than, than I do. And when you, 
with the teachings that, you know, that they give, I was like, it's men that are telling me how to be a woman. And I'm wondering why I'm depressed. And I'm wondering why I don't measure up. And I'm wondering why I'm not good enough. Because it's all these men telling me how to be a woman, all these men telling me how to be a wife, all these men telling me that, you know, motherhood's the highest thing. And if you don't do it right, then, you know, you're responsible for the outcomes and, and, um, having teenagers was a bit challenging and there was, and I don't, you know, want to share stories that aren't, aren't mine, but there was some challenges and issues and mental health things with my children. And I had to kind of step back and go, I can be the best mom that I can be, but I don't have any control over their choices, right? Like I can just love them as much as I'm capable of, regardless of what they choose to do, whether I would do what they do or not, you know what I mean? As as a mom. And, and so I had to like detach from that because there's a lot of, of women that that I know that when their kids don't follow the ABC path, it's like, I'm doomed because my, you know, I, it's like, they can't function. You can't function because, and I was just like, I can't like, if people are going to judge me because of what my kids do once they grow up and leave my house, I'm like, I, I know what kind of mom I was. I can't, I'm not responsible. Right. When they leave the nest. I, I know what my home was like. I know what I, what I want them. I want them to grow up to be good world citizens. But if they make a choice that I don't agree with, I can love them, but I'm not responsible for their choices. Mm-hmm. And so when I realized like, where's this, where's my female deity? And, and I, and I had been, you know, kind of reading tarot cards a little bit and Oracle cards up to that point, but I was scared to death of goddess decks. Cause I was like, that felt like just stepping a little bit out of line. And so I was like, you know what? I'm like, I bought the goddess decks and I got the books because I am like, the world has this rich resource. And even though I might not tune into a specific goddess, there's archetypes and there's energy and it's feminine and it's, and so I just, I just like, jumped in because I was like, I need the feminine. I mean, I'm not anti-masculine by any means, but I was like, we're going to put pause on that right now because I need to bring in the sacred feminine and the divine feminine, because I need to learn how to be a woman from women. Mm, And I need to know how that feels, you know? And so Mm. that's, that's kind of, how I got on this sacred feminine journey mm-hmm. it was just going we're not gonna do the male gods it right right now like and I feel like there's a place for everything right because it's a it's a spectrum and and we need everybody and we need everything but where I was so heavy on the masculine and the maleness and the patriarchalness. I was like, I got to go to the other end. (laughs) I I need to go 
learn and and be involved and, and and dig in and so that's so that's where I've been swimming the last few years and mm. and that's when I was like this is my body cuz I I'm not sure you know if if other people have this thing but it's almost it was like I I mean I got married when I was 18 I was 18 for one month when I got married, I, w- I was still in school and I had a baby right, right after. Um, and growing up, it was like, there was this underlying message that when you got married, you were your husband's right. Mm-hmm. So everything you did was for him and, and not that, not necessarily like, Oh, that, I'm owned by somebody else, but it was just like, well, if he doesn't like whatever I do, then I, you know, you have to make yourself please, you know, pleasing. And, and I mean, and I still like, I want to look, you know, I'll, I'll get up and I'll put makeup on and do my hair. Cause I want to look nice for my husband, but it's, but I more want to look nice for me. Um, but then realizing like, this is my body and like, I get to say no to things that I don't want, you know, it it just like, it was just really interesting because I never, and that's what, when I talk to some people, they're like, like you, you never, I never had like an adulthood, right? Like my daughter got to go to college and get a bachelor's degree and live on her own and have roommates and do that. Like I didn't, I went straight from living at my mom and dad's house being in school to being a wife and a mom. Mm -hmm. I missed a whole part of what it is to be human. Yeah. Well, sounds like you have really been swimming in some really deep waters, not just over the past six years when I think things really started to shift and change for you, but, but really throughout your life. And thank you for sharing so openly and vulnerably about your journey and especially those moments when when you did feel that death would be a better choice than than life and thank you for being still here so that you can share your story and allow your story to become medicine for others as well who need to need to hear this i really appreciate that amanda thank you yeah now amanda i would love to hear more about the path that you are currently on in terms of being a monologer, what does that mean? Okay, so um, there is a an astrologer um, in the UK, and she wrote a book. Her name is Yasmin Bolin, and she wrote a book called Moonology. And uh, then she developed a course ar- around it. Um, and so that's how I'm a certified moonologer was I took her course and showed, you know, that I can do that. So you start with the astrology and, you know, cast somebody's chart because you need to know their rising sign. Because when you personalize that, um, uh, the houses, right? So like the moon, the moon in the sky right now. Oh. Let me give me. You, just, you don't necessarily need to go into details, Amanda. Just in general, what does it mean to be a moonologer? Yeah. Okay, so so ba- basically, with being a moonologer is like 
helping personalize the moon and then you're working with with the moon cycles and um and a lot of it can be like manifesting you know like setting your intentions with the new moon letting go and and releasing things at the full moon but you personalize that down to um your own house and so it you 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 bring it more into to working with it and using it the moon is a timer for things and then you personalize it down to your your own birth chart mm-hmm. okay cool and so and, and and it's interesting because a lot of people have heard of like the law of attraction and and manifesting and and I was doing that before and and then with the moonology is like she added that moon component to it mm-hmm. um and and it does it just kind of adds that thing and so i started you know so i you know read the book and started kind of doing that and then i did the course so that i you know it it just it just kind of gives you i don't know like you know, going through all like the other courses and other things I've done, right. Sometimes having letters that your name, you know, when I'm like, I'm an EMT, it it tells people, oh, she went and studied so that she can help me in in my emergency like that. Cause I didn't go to college. Mm -hmm. And so, so, (laughs) I mean, I learned, I learned a lot. I study and I have people like when they, that like, wow like how do you (laughs) you're very you know like you have a lot of um skills and a lot of knowledge and 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 you can apply it and and it's like but how did you do that and I'm like well because I I self-educate and um take courses and things but working with the moon um (laughs) that 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 is more that to me that brings up more feminine energy and so as i'm on this path of the divine feminine and it, and it's like working with the moon versus the sun um i just feel like i can go deep and and more intuitive and so um as a moonologer like you know you you cast a reading um and you work with somebody and then that's where like the coaching element comes in as well, because then you can lay out like the new and full moons that are upcoming and, and how best to work with the energies of those moons and through the cycle. Mm-hmm. And it's more sense. personalized. And uh-huh. so, and one thing is, is like, because in astrology, there's the 12 zodiacs and the 12 houses. And so if, you know, every month you can hit every aspect of your life over the course of a year and then you can still hone in and focus on the things that you that you feel like come up for you and and Mm -hmm. I I just feel like with the moon things are more intuitive that that was one thing that I learned like right like I always had really good intuition but when you have to listen to other people to tell you for that authority and you give and some you know you give that that authority belongs to somebody else and not you and then I get to bring that back to myself and be like I can trust myself mm-hmm. yeah I absolutely. can figure out what's going on with me you know and and mm-hmm. that was that was a key thing too was going I knew I had this in me all along and then when I lay out 
through moonology and as being a moonologer, it was just like, there's that framework that just kind of gave me this. Yeah. You know, you're on the, you're on the right track. You can trust yourself. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. I love that. And yeah, working with the moon is indeed incredibly powerful. And it's, I think the one of the biggest parts of the magic of that is how we can align our own cycles with those of the moon. Mm-hmm. And that just brings so much more intentionality and, and beauty into, into our lives as well. Now, Amanda, I understand that you are also a published author. Would you please tell us a little bit, little bit about the book project that you've been involved in? Oh, yes. Uh, so um, the book is called Lunar Wisdom. And it's a, it's a multi-author collaborative book. So we have 12 women in on there and because we all work with the moon in different ways. And um, so I wrote, wrote my part on, on how I work with the moon. Um, And I work with the moon in a lot of ways. And so like, how do you condense that down into one section? Uh, But writing was a whole different thing too. And, um, it was a fellow moonologer and a friend of mine that we met and like, I'm, I'm in the U S in the Western States and she's over in Italy and she reached out and she's like, I'm doing this project. And I was like, that sounds so exciting. And then like freeze moment, you know, that writing was just, it was amazing to get my, to get my story out on what I do that. And, and one of the things with working with the moon, right. Is, is it cycles. And so you track, and then as I'm riding and I'm, I kept going, I kept getting to like the first quarter moon phase and I'm having arguments and I'm fighting. And after several, I'm like, well, this is like a pattern to change. <laughs> but uh, one thing we have in the book too is, um, we call it the spell section and I'm sure officially it's called something else. Well, there is the spell section, but everybody put in like ways to work with the moon, like like a spell or an intention or whatever. So it's not just like, here's like how I work with the moon and here's my story. But then here's like in my section, I write like how to do sigils for intention. And I wrote an intention with and, and I talk a lot about healing because I for me, as I'm healing, I'm coming back into my own self and into my intuition. And so, and I like to create sigils or use herbs and crystals. And so I got to incorporate that into the book and, and I don't know what the other authors did. So it's like, I'm so excited to read my book because with, with what I've shared and then I'm excited to learn more as well. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. And I love how there's so much variety in terms of how how we can work with the moon and how you all will be presenting your own unique, beautiful ways of of doing that. That's really great. We'll we'll include the um, link to the book in the show notes so the listeners can go and find it and purchase it for themselves as well. Um, Amanda, I understand that you've also got a gift for our listeners. Yes. um, So the book... The ebook launches um, on October 25th with the new moon in Scorpio. I mean, imagine that we're releasing everything in timing with the moon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know the listeners are not going to hear this podcast until after that, but I'm giving a free card reading um, on based off of personal astrology 
for anyone that buys the book during launch. And so I'm going to do that for podcast listeners as well. That with proof of proof of purchase of the book, whether like ebook or by the time I think the podcast comes out, you can get a hard copy of the book as well. But I will give the pod, you know, they um, go to my social media and there'll either be a link or you can just DM me and proof of purchase. And I will give that that reading to anyone that purchases the book that's listened to the podcast. Oh, wow. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for offering that gift. That's, that's really beautiful. I appreciate that. Uh, We are going to have to start wrapping up soon, Amanda, but I wanted to find out if there's anything else just briefly that's arising for you right now that you feel would need to be spoken out. Um, I just want to say when you feel, and I don't know that necessarily that I'm feeling fear, but just uncomfortable, right? Like doing podcasts and, um, all this, just, just go for it. Um, when, when the book thing, you know, came to be, I was like, that sounds great. That sounds like the most perfect thing for me. And then I had all the reasons why, well, well, but, but why I couldn't you know, and I just, I took that leap anyway. And, and I'm excited to see how things unfold because some of, some of my fellow authors already have businesses and and do things and work with things. And, and I feel like even in that regard, I'm also just starting. I, I, I have clients, I have people that I've worked with and stuff as I've learned and built, but to like actually build online and to bring that component in and to, um, to, I don't know, I guess it's like just to build that dream that I've had in my head for the last several years, you know, and that's the one thing I think with working with the moon and even with the sacred divine feminine is just like, even when it feels scary and uncomfortable, we still have that support, even if we're only supporting ourselves and it's, it's enough. Mm, beautiful. Thank you for mentioning that. And, and certainly a very important thing to keep in mind for all of us to, to kind of just go for it, despite the fear or the nerves or the stress and uh, allow for that personal expansion that comes through that. That's beautiful. Well, Amanda, thank you so much for for coming through and sharing so much about yourself and also starting to open the doors to to monology and all the beautiful work that you're doing through your intuitively guided knowing. That's really, really beautiful. And I wish you all the best on your path and will be rooting for the book to be a massive success as well. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. It was great visiting with you. Beautiful. Thank you, Amanda. Now, just for a moment, everybody, let's focus our intention and our awareness on this powerful energy that's been activated and imagine sending it to everybody and everything on our planet to remember that we are all one and that the more of us have the courage to step into our sacred feminine power, the more quickly our planet will also ascend and heal. Thank you so much for listening.